Welcome to Jersey Guy Sports, your sports talk home for the Yanks, the Giants, the Rangers, and the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. I'm your host, Don. I want to thank you for listening. Thanks for stopping by today. Now, today, I'm going to talk about something I haven't talked about in a while, and that's my New York Rangers. I'm really happy to do so. The Rangers look pretty strong in a dominating 5-1 season-opening victory in Buffalo, and I'm going to talk all about it. So let's go ahead and get started, guys. So I'm very excited to actually talk hockey. It's been a long time since I've really talked in, about hockey in any kind of depth, and hockey is one of my sports that's near and dear to my heart, and I really, really, really like watching Rangers play hockey. So the Rangers season kicked off on Thursday night, and Peter Laviolette's debut as Rangers head coach. The Rangers have a new coach this year. And in his debut, the Rangers looked impressive, I got to say. They were on the road in Buffalo, and they beat an up-and-coming Buffalo Sabres team 5-1. to one. And I'm going to get into the game and talk a little bit about some of the things that happened. But um, this is just one game in October, of course. So keep in mind that whatever is good or bad out of this game is fleeting, right? This is just one game that doesn't really mean much. But when you fire your coach, you have a new coach come in, you know, some of the things that you see early, you know, get special attention. And it's important to note differences that you see because they could be reflective of things to come and things that will change under a new coach okay again but everything you know with all that in mind you got to keep in mind that this is just one game in early october but certainly the rangers look strong in every single area of the game on thursday night against buffalo and even dominant at times buffalo is a team that in the past was not very good but last year they really got much better they have a very very good scoring team uh, they were third in the NHL in scoring last year, um, and the Rangers almost shut them out. There was one sort of bad bounce that ended up right on the stick of a Buffalo forward off of a block shot, and that was the only goal they got. The Rangers look very, very strong everywhere, basically. In my mind, too, and we'll talk about some particulars in a little bit, what stood out was how stout the Rangers looked defensively, kind of start to finish, and particularly in the neutral zone, where under Gerard Gallant and some of the previous coaches – the Rangers have not looked very good defensively. It just never really felt like they had any kind of system, you know, for, you know, whether it be a trap, um, you know, Laviolette likes to employ this 1-3-1, one, one, I don't know if you call it a trap, neutral zone, lock, whatever you want to call it. Um, and it was very, very effective, and they pointed it out on TV a few times. Now, how effective it will be against better teams, even better than Buffalo with more speed, uh, remains to be seen, obviously, but it did feel finally like there was a structure to the defensive team. I don't mean in the defensive pairs, but as a five-person unit, it felt different, and that was good. It felt different in a good way. The Rangers blocked tons of shots. They worked very hard in the corners all night. Offensively, the Rangers had jumped really right from the get-go. Will Cooley had, had a tremendous debut for the Rangers, and you know, I say debut. Uh, he did play four games last year, but uh, Will Cooley is a 21-year-old kid, um, and it feels real for the kid this year. He was impressive all over the ice. He showed grit. He's kind of a big, tall, you know, sandpaper grit type kid that does have some skill and works really hard. He made a handful of takeaways. He stepped up in good places. Um, he had some great passes, bro. In general. Really all over the ice. I mean, if I had to, you know, summarize his play, he had an exceptional, exceptional game. And again, I'm calling it a debut, even though it's not. But um, I think he is really 
really going to be a big part of, of the New York Rangers this year. And that's, that's good to see. As far as how the lines were set under a new coach, Laviolette, <clears throat> Laviolette had Kako up on the top line, along with Mika Zibanejad and Chris Kreider. Um, the second line had Philip Hedl at center. Thank God. Thank God. With uh, Lafreniere and Panarin as the wings. So no fucking Trocek as the second line center who Trocek bothers me. And I, and I probably am more down on him than most people. And maybe he's not as bad as I make him out to be. But Trocek being the second line center and being on the power play, which, by the way, he still is this year. Why? It just it doesn't seem like he's the player for that. But he is good and he's very good defensively and he has certain good skills. But we're paying him a lot of money for a lot of years. And um, if he paying him that much, I expect him to be better as a, you know, and be a second line center. But he's not. And Heedle is the second line center, at least to start the year. Everything changes. Again, this is one game in October. Uh, so we had top line of Mika. Kreider and Capo Caco. So moving the kids up, no more kids line. And then the second line was centered by Heedle with Lafreniere and Panarin. So the, the, the kids, all three kids are on the top two lines. Uh, the third line, maybe you can call it a check-in line. Check-in line was uh, Trocek at center uh, with Cooley and the veteran Blake Wheeler, who's a big, strong, experienced, battle-tested winger. Now he's old, um, 35, I'm going to say. Even older, I'm not even sure, but he's not young, but he's big and strong and has been very successful. And the Rangers got him for like a dime. So um, the third line is Trocek, Cooley, and Blake Wheeler. Lafreniere ended up scoring the first goal of the game a few minutes in, and he generally looked just better and faster. And maybe the faster was an illusion, but in my eye, he just seemed to have <clears throat> jump and played with a little more speed and aggressiveness. Um, and he really seemed to meld and play well with Heedle and Panarin. And Panarin, by the way, without his hair, have you seen? I don't know. I, I can't take Panarin without all his wavy hair. That's like his whole <clears throat> personality, his whole mindset, right? In case you didn't know, Panarin like shaved all his hair off in the offseason. He's like mostly bald now. Like not even just like cut his hair a little. Like he fucking shaved his head. He's He went from like this long flowing hair to like a bald guy, basically. It's so weird. It's so different. And you would barely, if you saw him without his helmet, you would barely recognize him. It's unbelievable. But Panarin looked very, very sharp and also scored a goal. And you look visibly relieved when he scored the goal. Now, <clears throat> normally that wouldn't be too big a thing. But Panarin's had, you know, a bit of a... I don't know, mental, not a mental crisis, but he's had a bit, maybe a little bit of a crisis of confidence where <clears throat> he had 90 points last year, which is outstanding, led the Rangers again, um, looked good for most of the year, but he did seem to, against better teams during the season and certainly in the playoffs, do nothing, you know, and and it continues to weigh on him and it continues to weigh on Ranger fans. <clears throat> Panarin, we need to be our leader on the ice you know, in big games and in the playoffs. And we he's had some trouble in the playoffs in the past. It, it was good to see him look outstanding. He made some great passes. He scored a goal. He looked really good. <clears throat> that whole second line was friggin' awesome. Um, Chris Kreider got the other two goals. <clears throat> he got a power play goal and a shorthanded goal off a beautiful assist from Zabanajab. In general, special teams were great for the Rangers, really great. Uh, we had numerous block shots, killing penalties, you know, and even when we weren't killing penalties, 
The power play looked really good mostly. We scored a power play goal. <clears throat> there was a deflection from a Fox shot that, that Kreider tipped in. Even the, the ones that we didn't score, we looked really good. We had a lot of possession, got a lot of shots, moved the puck really well. Um, Igor in goal was his normal strong stealth, but, you know, um, due to some, what I would say, excellent defensive team, team defense, I guess, um, Igor wasn't tested all that much. Although I would say Buffalo rang a few off the post, you know, how hockey is, right? The one goal that goes in or doesn't go in really makes a gigantic difference. Um, this was, and as you step back and think about this game, Again, one game in October, <clears throat> but it was, I would say in my mind, one of the more complete 60-minute efforts in recent years for the Rangers, which is saying something. And it seems a little silly to say that as the first game of the season, because typically in, in many sports, and particularly hockey, game one of a season ends up being an anomaly. So what you're seeing here might not be what we see tomorrow. The Rangers play again Saturday night and again Monday. I think Saturday in Columbus, but the initial game sometimes doesn't reflect at all how the team is. But there were certain things from this game that inherently seem different, systemically different from past years. And again, we're going to have to wait. I'll come back in a week or two or a month and we'll see if this is a systemic change or not. But, <clears throat> you know, it was one of the more complete start to finish 60 minute efforts we've seen from the Rangers, even in games where they played well. You know, over the past couple of years, we got off to a slow start and then eventually came back and kicked the team's ass. Or we really got out to a strong lead, 3 nothing, 4 nothing, and ended up winning like 5-3 or something. Like, never really closed the game down. <clears throat> this was, again, start to finish a very, very strong effort, particularly against a team that, in my mind, is going to prove to be a strong team, and that's the Buffalo Sabres. They're a rising offensive powerhouse. They have a lot of <clears throat> offensive talent. We'll see how they end up being. But in my mind, this was a really good effort. And again, I will caution all along the way throughout this podcast. It's too early, of course, to draw any conclusions about this team. So take it for what it is. It's a really good start. It's a really good start. <clears throat> but, you know, it's a very good look to have. And when you have a new coach and you're looking for things specifically, you know, it's good to come out with a positive outcome than a negative. It happened in Greg Shannon's first game at Rutgers where we went out to Michigan State and and had a really good start. And this is a really good start to Peter Laviolette's, you know, Ranger coaching career. So not too much more on this. I have a few takeaways um, from the game, and then I'm going to get out of here. So my main takeaways from game one and impressions. The Rangers appear better positioned, and they appeared better positioned defensively than they ever have throughout a 60-minute game in the last few years in my mind where they were, <clears throat> where they're lit, putting themselves during breakouts. Um, we'll see if Lobby lets style and coaching kind of stick with the team as the season goes on and against better teams. One of my bigger gripes overall against Gallant and some of the prior coaches was the Rangers didn't seem to have a system, either a breakout system or a defensive system. It would just be, oh, the other team's bringing it up. Just cover as you want. You know, you take him. I'll just go over here. It seemed a little chaotic and clearly, not clearly, but it did not feel like there was a unified defensive system. Again, this is one game. We'll see what happens as we go forward. It, it looked systemically different. Second point, Will Cooley is definitely, 
definitely going to help this team this year. He's a big, strong, young, fast forward. He's got some grit. He's got some toughness. He fights for pucks. He's in the middle of almost every play. He fits like a glove with Trocek and Wheeler as maybe a third line or checking line. Um, Good start. Good fit. And um, really impressive kid so far. Really glad that he's on the team. Next thing, takeaway. The Rangers were actually better on faceoffs. Again, it's one game. You really can't say much. Um, But even the faceoffs in the offensive and defensive zone, and listeners know that I always say that this is a critical and overlooked piece of hockey and an area of hockey that the Rangers have been lacking in forever, forever. The Rangers always freaking lose critical faceoffs. And even when they flash some stats saying this guy or Trocek or something, 56%. Yeah, right. What is his percentage in the offensive and defensive zones where it actually matters? You know, where it's a 2-2 game and you're taking a, a faceoff in your defensive zone, you know, with two minutes left and you'll lose the faceoff, right? The ones that matter are not the neutral zone faceoffs, right? The ones that matter critically are the offensive zone and defensive zone faceoffs. And even in those, we looked really good yesterday. Um, it's interesting, too. The announcers discussed Peter Laviolat working on faceoffs with the team a lot in practice, which I never heard for Gallant or any of the previous coaches. So, <clears throat> again, it's one game. Let's not get carried away here. Lafreniere, by the way, took a lot of faceoffs in place of Hedl on the second line yesterday and won a lot of them, by the way. So that was interesting. They called that out on the broadcast. And one of them speculated that it was because Heedle was coming off an upper body injury. And I don't know. That seems a little weird. If you're good enough to actually go out there and play, you should be able to take a face off. But, you know, we'll, we'll see when it comes to it. I mean, bottom line is if <clears throat> Lafreniere can win faceoffs and Heedle can't, Heedle's, by the way, over the years has proved to be a really poor faceoff guy. But if Lafie is good on faceoffs, you might as well have him take the faceoffs, right? Why not? But whatever comes of it, after one game, the Rangers looked better on faceoffs. Um, we did have another observation is we did have the same top power play. And it scored, and generally the power play overall looked pretty good. Um, <clears throat> it's hard to criticize a power play that looks good and scored, but over time, I think continuing to have Trocek on power play one and Heedle not on power play one is a mistake. Eagle is a much more explosive offensive player. He's a much faster skater. He, I think he's just better overall. And, and I think it's important that we give Heedle some opportunity with some of our most skilled players on the top power play. Again, Trocek is fine. Trocek was with the power play one all year last year and didn't seem to do much. He didn't score much on the power play. He didn't distribute particularly well. He seems a lot of times he was in that bumper position. For folks that don't know what that is, it's it's the position where when you set up on a power play, a lot of times you have people in the four corners. You know, your two defensemen back toward the blue line, maybe two forwards in the corners, depending on where the puck is, of course. And then you have a your, your fifth guy is a bumper position. And normally you try to set up in front of the goalie. And that means that if one of the forwards goes down into the quarter and circles around, he may look to pass from behind the net out in front of the goalie to what's a bumper position where that person can either shoot or possibly distribute it left or right to someone else that's open. 
Uh, Choke Check has been in that bumper position for over a year now, and in my mind, has not been particularly effective. Strom is another one that was there before him, before he was uh, let go, and um, he was better than uh, than Trocek was. I criticize Strom at times too, but I got to say he was better than Trocek is. I'd like to see Hedl in that position. We'll see if that happens. So essentially, the takeaways are the Rangers seem better defensively positioned and you know a consistent system, more so than they've had in in years. Uh, Will Cooley is bi- is a big addition to the team. Uh, the Rangers seem better in faceoffs, and the, the power play and special teams looked really good. Although I'd like to see Heedle up there instead of Trocheck. So that was it, really dominant game, one effort. Um, but one game is one game, and it's hard to imagine, no matter what you say about it, a better start to the season than this for the New York Rangers. So let's go Rangers, baby! Anyway, that's all I have for you today. Thanks for listening to Jersey Guy Sports. Please subscribe to the podcast. Tell your friends all about it. Tell them to watch hockey, by the way. Hockey is awesome. It's such a <laughs> underappreciated sport in, in America. Tell them to watch hockey. I'll be back soon with some more sports talk. Thanks and have a good day.